0: Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources.
1: Welcome to the Repack. I'm Justice Mosqueda. I'm joined here by Evan Tex Western. Say what's up with the people, Tex.
2: Hey, everybody. Uh, let's all wish Justice a happy birthday today. The Packers got him a victory on his birthday, so it's a good day for everybody.
1: A uh, 36-28 win over the Los Angeles Rams. Um, feels like the final score is a lot tighter than what the game felt like, right? Like the Packers Absolutely. were up by 19 at one point. It felt like bloodletting for, for the majority of the, you know, th- the second half, really. But like the third quarter, once the third quarter was over, it felt like this game was done. It's just time at this point. It's just 15 minutes.
2: Yeah, it was it was a ten point lead for for most of the game. Couple of points, LA cuts it to three. Um, Packers go right back down and score another touchdown to to get it back to a ten point game. Um, I think if we don't have another missed Mason Crosby field goal, this game ends up in a as a fourteen point game because uh, that's the only reason that. Um, that the Rams went for a field goal late instead of trying to go for the touchdown is cuz they were they were down 11 instead of being down 14 so i think that uh that changes the the final line a little bit so definitely felt like a, a double digit victory the just based on the game flow
1: yeah and a huge win i looked on uh 538 after the game packers now they're leaders for uh super bowl wins so they Ooh. have 17% for a uh, super bowl championship percentage the next teams are 13% Arizona and Tampa. That's league wide, not just the NFC. The other teams just happen to be in the NFC. Um, Arizona's interesting because right before this game kicked off, they were like, hey, by the way, Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> might take the Oklahoma job because uh, Lincoln Riley's at USC now. It's like, oh, okay. That's so, totally throw, something we're prepared for. Let's throw some chaos in here. And the this was the Cardinals bye week too. So, like, yeah. what's he – that's – crazy i mean it's certainly something to watch i mean the team with the top record in the nfl might lose their head coach coming off of a bye week because of a college job opening i mean that's nuts that was reported by adam schefter um so yeah i mean adam's not wrong very often i know a lot of people are on his butt about the rogers (laughs) stuff but like man he's just a he's a agent sourcing machine like he's in the know um i thought it was interesting coming into this game uh this morning, it was like that new stuff of like, hey, here's all the injuries that Matthew Stafford is dealing with. Like he, he's got an ankle. He, he's got a chronic back uh, back uh, pain, like all sorts of stuff. So I think that kind of explains why we've seen a seen a fall off um, from Stafford. Like, you know, even the first you know full two months of the season up to, you know, that Titans game and beyond now. Right. Um, I thought that that was interesting. I think you could kind of see it in the game too i mean stafford was something like three of nine for like 20 yards before that huge van jefferson throw um it it really felt like every pass is either useless or a giant like explosive like there's no in between with them right now
2: absolutely it was uh it was odd how many throws he was making that were they were horribly inaccurate And, and he was doing it from clean pockets too that's the other thing is the packers were you know they were getting some pressure on him and moving him off the spot but even when he wasn't pressured at all there were several throws that were way off target and i think that speaks to yeah all those issues that he's having right now i mean the numbers on him were were bad today um his completion percentage above expected was like eight and a half percent below expected um epa was bad so yeah not a good day for stafford um good day for rasul douglas though
1: great day for Russell Douglas four four pbu's you know on the uh, box score and probably better than that you know if you're just watching the film um kevin king was out uh dealing with now what is it a groin and hip injury yeah after but having what a what isn't a he dealing with yeah shoulder like Jeez. he's had a tough year in a uh i guess like a, a prove it season right i mean that's probably yep. how you describe the contract that he signed um Russell Douglas is probably now the starting corner uh, opposite of Eric Stokes. And when Jair comes back, uh, who knows? Like maybe slot. Jair's in the slot. Like slot. Chanda, Chanda got ate a little bit with Van Jefferson in the slot, you know, on those fades and stuff like that. So yeah. it's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think on, it, it was interesting on on both of the big plays, the big touchdowns that the Rams had. Um, I, I did feel like the corners got hung out to dry a little bit. The The OBJ one was – um, looked like Amos bit on the slant rather than staying high, um, which at that point you're up three scores. Just just let him have the short yardage underneath and bleed some clock. Don't give up the the big one over the top. Um, it seemed like he was also biting on the big one to Jefferson in the second quarter too. Um, and that, that ended up leaving Chandon all alone one-on-one um, coming out of the slot. So uh, both of them, I think, got to, hung out to dry a little bit, but um, yeah, Chandon's play on the ball and the guy was, was pretty ugly on the big one of Jefferson.
1: Um, other guys who were, so let's just talk about who, who was in or out of the game, I guess. Yeah. Uh, we talked about Kevin. Um, game day decisions were Aaron Jones, Rashawn Gary, and Alan Lazard all playing. Um, I thought that that was significant. Uh, so really it was just, the, the only guy who really was like a game day decision who was out was Kevin King. And even then we kind of had an inkling of him being out. Yep. Nyman started at left tackle again. Um, Thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, he got beat up a couple times. There was that one big play where it was like Aaron Rodgers might be hurt. Uh, the way that Von Miller came across the edge. Yep. Um, but outside of that, I thought the offensive line did a pretty solid job.
2: Yeah, it's it's encouraging at least, um, you know, seeing Jenkins go down and at least. You know, this is what Nyman's fourth start I think this year, yep. and really in all four of them, he's pretty well held his own against some pretty damn good pass rushers too. Um, remember, he was in for that San Francisco game facing Bosa, um, this one with Floyd and Miller. So um,
1: he was out there for Pittsburgh too. With
2: that's with right, Watt. yeah, with Watt. So yeah, it's a uh, it's 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 a guy that I've I've been kind of on the the Nyman train since he came out, thinking that maybe he could be a developmental guy with just all the incredible athletic tools that he's got. Um, and we mentioned his RAS card this, this week. I mean, he's a all time great athlete at that position, um, and at his size. So nice to see that translating to, to production on the field.
1: Yeah, And I thought that there was maybe a chance that like with Tonya out and Aaron Jones kind of on a pitch count that maybe that looks a little different, right? Cause remember, yeah. you know, earlier on in the season when, when Nyman was in, he was getting a lot of chip help, you know, like. I guess I think it was against Chicago, you know, they motioned Aaron Jones down to chip uh, Akeem Hicks, you know, and stuff like that. And we saw Tonya do his work against the Bosa, you know, yep. uh, Nick Bosa and stuff like that. So I thought maybe personnel wise, that would create more of an issue for Nyman. Didn't seem to happen. Um, the other thing too, is like there, the fact that Daphne could be available for these games after, you know, missing some games earlier on this season I think is going a long way because you look at like the first snap of the game, it's Lewis and, and uh, Daphne out there. DeGuar is not even out there. So DeGuar is kind of like, they're, they're able to kind of let his legs be fresh for those third downs now. You know what I mean? So that'll help a little bit. And he didn't get yelled at this time. Um, He he had a pretty (laughs) solid game. I mean, I know he wasn't getting targeted a ton, but it was, he wasn't uh, off, off uh, not on the same page with Aaron Rodgers on the uh, off script stuff. So. That's yeah, fantastic.
2: I think both of uh, yeah, two catches on four targets for 13 yards. I uh, know the one was a big third down conversion uh, down towards the red zone. So um, yeah, just keep keep working them in, um, you know, as a situational
1: player, and I think this can work. Yeah, that for that that third down freaked me out because I think they were <laughs> like in they were like an empty or something, and they were playing a little bit off, like they weren't playing like press coverage, and he was either. It, it, I think it was empty. He was either the third guy on the three by two, like on the trip side yeah. or the second guy on the double side. So like the guy closest to the offensive tackle. So if there's like pressure or if you're just trying to like find a spot, he's going to end up being that guy. So like, by the way that they like lined up, I was like, Oh shit. Like <laughs> <DeGuar's, laughs> to go have to make a play here. And, and thank God he did. But um, I had other, a heart attack. Other, if he did it.
2: Yeah, the other crazy thing that, that they did with DeGuara was that one play where they got Ramsey off of coverage on Adams split out to the outside when they motioned DeGuara wide to the sideline, um, getting getting the Rams in zone coverage and having Ramsey go out to the to the boundary and then getting Adams that kind of slot release on, I don't know, was that a slot fade or something, um, up the sideline for that big play. Um, doing some creative things, and they, they mentioned on the broadcast, to get ramsey off of coverage on adams and to to get him matched up on some of the other corners for la
1: the thing that like wasn't creative but was funny was they ran the same plays like (laughs) at the five yard line um there's there's not that many plays that work from like the five um one thing that both teams did they ran damn texas rots out of the backfield and threw it between the two guys but i think (laughs) what was it three of the touchdowns in this game
2: came on Texas
1: routes and it felt like the three drives like in a row like back to back to back
2: yeah it was the Cobb one it was the Henderson one and then the Dillon one right all three of those and yeah I I joked that have the Packers ever successfully defended a Texas route down you know inside the 10-yard line I don't they're so hard
1: I mean they're so hard like if you want to throw a (laughs) Texas route it's actually real hard to stop it like yep what are you gonna do play man and then (laughs) <laughs> Even then, you know, you bite, you you think the guy's going to the flat and he just runs it right behind you and breaks it. So I don't know. That's a tough one. Um, notable in-game injury. Uh, Randall Cobb with a groin injury out after halftime. That was interesting because Cobb already had, you know, he got five targets, uh, four of them were receptions, 95 yards and a touchdown. He felt like he was taking over that yep. game. And then it was just like, yeah, he's not coming back. Not, it felt like a little bit of like a balloon popping. Um, you know, I, there there was a le, le, fewer explosive plays in the second half, and I would say mm-hmm. some of that probably had to deal with you know Cobb not being out there. The other thing is, you know, Lazard for for as good as he is, he probably still dealing with that shoulder injury. I mean, he probably wasn't one hundred percent this week um, after you know not practicing a ton.
2: Yeah, it looked like he had a couple of catchable balls that he that he let fall. Um, there was one in the end zone that looked like it went right between his hands, hit him in the face mask that he probably should have had for a touchdown. I think there's another one on a third down somewhere. So yeah, he definitely doesn't look like he's 100%, but having him back out there you know, certainly will help out your running game just with
1: his blocking ability. Yeah, and then I guess another injury, but it wasn't actually an injury, <laughs> but it just happened late in the game. Uh, Darnell Savage on the onside kick attempt after the Rams kicked the field goal. Um, they just lit him up. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Like they were like, Hey, we're knocking you out uh instead of going after the ball. He later tweeted, like, I guess it's more important to, you know, go for the hit than go after the ball. And then he said that he's fine. So it's nice That's to good. see him be okay. But dang, that that was scary for a second because it looked like he was just gonna get clobbered. He wasn't looking up no. at all. I mean, the ball is at the on the ground, he's looking down at the ground, and then all of a sudden it's just Body coming through your head full speed.
2: I was I was terrified for him when I saw that hit and you know, thinking, okay, God, is this like, you know, did, did he take a helmet to the sternum? Um, yeah, thankfully, you know, maybe, maybe all it was was knocking the wind out of him, but that one was, uh, yeah,
1: he didn't need any help walking off or anything, which is nice to see, but yeah, still just
2: not great. I, I won't be surprised if there's maybe a fine coming down for that if the, the league takes a look at it, especially if the guy ends up. Um, you look at the film, and he, you know, le- leads with the crown of his helmet. I bet you there could be a pretty hefty fine coming.
1: Yeah, and that guy's like a UDFA or something too. So that's yeah. like that'll, that'll like actually matter whole, to his pocketbook. But yeah, that's like <laughs> his whole week. That was like when uh, what was it? Lazard got fined for uh, the Thanksgiving party, and it was like, mm-hmm. no, nah, dude, that's like that's his week. <laughs> like that's his whole check is just gone now. Um, anything else you want to know before uh, we get into the vibe checks? No, let's do it. All right. let's talk about the offense. Um, first thing that I noticed, you know, obviously Aaron Jones got cleared to play, um, you know, only missed one week out with that MCL injury, which was nice to see. Uh, obviously if he was only out a week, that means no meniscus issues, which means like no long-term injury, just kind of a sprain. Um, AJ Dillon though. Uh, yeah. AJ Dillon, uh, 25 touches to Aaron Jones's 10 touches. So he, he was outpacing him a ton. I don't think that's something that was game planned as much as it was like, Aaron Jones is probably like, he doesn't need to be carrying the workload. You know what I mean? So yep. I, I don't think this is something that we should be thinking about moving forward. Um, you know, Jones has never given up a start to AJ Dylan up to this point. So I think when Jones is like healthy and ready to come back, which is probably going to be after the buy, I think Jones is going to take over as the, kind of the bell cow again.
2: Yeah. and they, they use Dylan is as the hammer in this game again right I mean they, right. they put him out there for a ton of those carries that came in the fourth quarter when they're trying to bleed some clock and they used him on a lot of the short yardage plays um picked up a couple of third and ones um to move the chains so kind of using him situationally in the way that a lot of us kind of figured that that they should um you know as that late game guy to 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 lay some uh, big hits on the defense and um
1: kind of pound him down to, to run some clock off. Yeah, and they use him a lot in, like, short yardage stuff, which is what you want to see with him, right? I mean, yeah. I, know, I know he can be an every down back, but I just don't understand, like, third and short, you're under center. Like, A.J. Dillon should be the back every time. Yep. Yeah, yeah yep. goal line, if you're going under center, A.J. Dillon should be the back every single time. Like, if you want to go in the gun, I understand wanting to get Aaron Jones out there because, you know, the threat of having him to the flat or something like that when he's offset, I get that. But if you're under center, like, A.J. Dillon's your dude. Like (laughs) just keep riding him um Cobb looked good we already mentioned that uh you had the question pass pro actually good or fake good one sack (laughs) a no gain scramble but five quarterback hits um I thought that they did fine relatively like I I don't think the Rams were also like they weren't blitzing a ton um Mm -hmm. from what I was able to see so I mean that kind of solves the Newman issue a little bit where it's like Newman again it's it's not him big on big. Like he does have some good reps in him. Um, The issue is just like when things start moving and he starts acting like a 22 year old offensive lineman who's fresh out the sec, like it just happens sometimes. So
2: yeah. Part part of the reason I put that in there was, I think it was at halftime. I saw that uh, the Packers line as a whole had a pass block win rate of like 37% or something. Um, But Rogers was still you know being effective and and getting some of the balls out for big plays. So yeah, be interesting to see some of those underlying stats and um, it definitely felt like they were scheming some some quicker throws to for Rogers and you know keeping him in the pocket and, and trying to get him in rhythm a little bit better.
1: Yeah, so next gen stats had these numbers uh, 96% of the dropbacks were inside the tackle box so you know, in theory in the pocket right so second highest since 2016. 4.4 uh, scramble yards per drop back was the second lowest since 2016 and their 79 percent shotgun rate was the second highest under the floor um so all those are in individual games so it does seem like green bay's game plan was like hey we're gonna go in the shotgun we're gonna throw and we're gonna throw from the pocket this isn't gonna be our boot action week um yep. what we're not gonna do is uh Have Aaron Rodgers turn his back to the defense when that defense has Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, and Von Miller. That seems like a losing game plan. Um, And it worked out for him. And and really, I mean, they smoked him. Obviously, like Stafford, we already mentioned him. You know, he's not at peak performance right now, so it's not necessarily like a full-blown shootout situation. But it was gunslingery uh, for a while, and Green Bay came out on top. Uh, Another thing, offensively, uh, you have – you know one or two to one time of possession edge that's actually interesting i would have thought that it would have been closer than that just because of how fast they scored off of turnovers i think they got what 16 points or 18 points i think off of turnovers yep. so i would i would have thought that the time of possession was actually closer but i guess not yeah
2: between between that and the pick 6 right you know getting another right. touchdown defensively but i do think some of that was um the Rams offense having some explosive plays too, and two of their Mm. touchdowns coming as, as 50 plus yard um, touchdown plays. So I imagine that played into it, but there was the one point where after the Rams 10th possession of the game, they had only gotten seven first downs. Um, And I think five of them came on that, that one long touchdown drive. Um, And then, you know, another one was the, the 79 yarder to Van Jefferson. So the, there were five series in there where the Rams didn't, didn't get a first down at all. Uh, So, Defense doing another good job of, of creating some three and outs and getting some quick,
1: um, you know, quick changes to get the ball back to the offense, especially in the first half. Yeah, and they need that. I mean, especially when you're talking about bye week so late in the season, yep. the status of the outside linebackers, the status of the defensive linemen, like keeping those legs fresh is just going to be more of a premium every single week. Uh, Rogers pump fake Nora nowhere. Uh, fooled jalen ramsey yeah that's great i mean it's it catches everyone every week it does every single time rogers (laughs) just pumps fakes it doesn't matter if anyone's in the area it doesn't matter if he's beyond the line of scrimmage or not it'll still make someone respect it and then he's just off and it's like eight yards minimum
2: yeah it was the funniest damn thing to me on that that scramble that's um and obviously you know ramsey doesn't know who's behind him in in coverage there when he's out on the edge one-on-one but um yeah it was that was it wasn't as funny as the Ramsey tantrum from the playoff game last year, but there was still some
1: pretty good comedic value there for me. It's good stuff. Um, Offense vibe checks. I'm going to go with like, like an eight or nine out of 10. I mean, I, I, there's really nothing I can complain about. I know the offensive line didn't look that great, but relative to who they're playing, like I'm, I'm okay with the uh, effort.
2: Yeah. The only quibble that I might have is red zone performance. Again, I think they were three out of five uh, scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Um, Two of those were, I think one of them came after a turnover. The other one was some other kind of weird, um, weird, short, short, uh, uh, good short field position uh, possession. So that's really the only area that I have to complain about. Otherwise I thought this was like you said, considering the opponent, especially um, putting up 30 points on the Rams defense. take that any day
1: of the week um let's get into defense so we got the second week of this in a row of just like hey yeah the stars were the guys who were putting up putting up yards on the green bay packers last week the three guys in minnesota put up i think it was like 336 yards or something like that uh this week the top three wide receivers in los angeles put up 270 if uh you're bad at math that's 90 90 yards ahead um not great i mean van jefferson had explosive uh odo beckham jr had one explosive uh for a touchdown um you know they were able to bottle up cooper cup a little bit and you know Lafleur in the presser afterwards basically said you know, that was their game plan. Their game plan was, let's we're covering Cooper Cup. We're trying to help him uh, get covered as much as possible and, and we'll deal with the rest of it, which I think is kind of interesting. I mean, I still think like public perception would have thought like Odell Beckham Jr. is kind of the better player there, but Cooper Cup is obviously putting up crazy numbers and yep. he's almost like a faster version of like Alan Lazard is kind of like mm-hmm. how they end up using him. Um, they had him blocking... Preston Smith one-on-one Yes. at one point, the first play, the first uh, drive of the game, like he does a ton of stuff for them. And everyone just talks about how he's just great to have. uh, So I believe it. I mean, that guy seems to be kind of like a game changer, like definitely more of like a gamer than like a guy who will show up on like the RAS score and stuff like that. But tough, tough to cover. And you always forget that he's like six, two, you're like, Oh, that little guy. And you're like, no, not a little guy. Yeah, just
2: because they do use him out of the slot quite a bit, but, um, yeah, he's not your, he's not your Wes Welker prototypical white slot receiver. <laughs> that no. is not, that is not who he is at all, but yeah, he was interesting. He was definitely the more efficient, um, receiver of, of those three Rams guys on a per target basis, um, caught seven out of 10, like you said, 96 yards, um, Jefferson only caught three of nine balls thrown his way today. And a lot of that was, again, Stafford's inaccuracy causing some, um, some uncatchable balls for him. And then Beckham caught half of his targets too. So they were more kind of high variance players where, where cup is your, you know, you're consistent. I'm going to get you, you know, 12, 15 yards every time I touch the ball.
1: Yeah. And I do kind of wonder, like if Robert Woods wouldn't have gotten hurt, what this offensive rotation looks like. Yeah, Because Van Jefferson has never looked bad in that like field stretcher role, which is what kept Deshaun Jackson on the bench and, you know, forced that trade or forces his, him being waived. Um, so I do kind of wonder, like, if Woods would have stayed there, if, like, Odell really would have been wide receiver for there. Because I do think that, like, Van runs faster than OBJ. Like, that's, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of traits, he is. And, you know, he was a top 100 pick selection, and it was because of his legs, and it's not going away anytime soon. He's kind of like their MVS type of guy. So I don't know. It's very interesting to see uh, just – how this Odell Beckham Jr. thing does end up playing out because you know obviously he hasn't had a ton of production, you know, even with that that touchdown uh today. Um Russell Douglas, we already talked about him, four PPUs. He looks great. I think yep. I think it's done. I think it's decided. He's ahead of Kevin King at this point. I mean, unless he's getting beat up by like a big body guy, there's no other reason to take him off the field for King, I think, at this point.
2: Agreed. And I mean again, we we talked about it Two weeks ago, um, he's been out snapping King two to one, even when King has been healthy these last couple of games. So I think that you know maybe some of that is situational stuff with with where they like to have those two guys on the field relative to each other. You can use King a little bit more down by the red zone and near the goal line, maybe. But again, even you know Douglas is six two; he's not a small body by any means either. Um, but yeah, I think it's this this performance; it's got to be over. Um, you can you can bring King in every once in a while rotationally if he's healthy, but he's got to be cb3 on the outside behind uh behind stokes and
1: douglas now pass rushing wise they certainly did better than last week and gary being there i mean you could just see the difference between last week not having gary and this week having gary um four of the five quarterback hits came from uh kenny clark and Rashawn gary preston smith was getting in there for pressures so like i I know he doesn't show up on the stat sheet necessarily but i thought he had a solid game too Mm -hmm. um don't really know what to make of this front. Like Slayton wasn't having, you know, he wasn't going off by any means. Lowry wasn't going off by any means. So
2: yeah, I, I don't even, honestly, I don't even remember seeing Slayton on the field much at all. We saw, I think Kiki had a couple of plays where he was in on the quarterback. Um, but it seemed to me, I, I wanted to say early on, we saw some of that three, uh, three tackle nickel. Yeah. Um, Cause the Rams use almost exclusively 11 personnel still. Right. Um, just, just so so you're going to be in nickel the whole game. And it seemed to me at first that, you know, when it was early on, they were using some of that three tackle. Then they went basically exclusively to like that 4-2 two with two inside linebackers and two tackles. And I just wonder how much... Um, you know, how those reps probably are are entirely split between Gary and Lowry, right? Like you're not you're not putting Slayton on there to rush the passer, at least not at this point in his career. So it'll be interesting to see tomorrow when those snap counts come out. But I wouldn't be surprised if that's um if that's part of what it was is just he didn't get any opportunities.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Um no longs no runs longer than seven yards. They also only had one TFL. Like that's just kind of their defense, right? Like it is what it is. Like you can chip away at this team. They're not going to adjust unless you get somehow get an explosive, you know, on their structure, right. but they're going to make it so that it's really hard to get an explosive. So Exactly. I don't know. And again, this defense is kind of a little bit different than when they go against Minnesota, when they go against San Francisco, when they go against Chicago, Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. teams that are like heavier like that. So I don't know. We'll see what it looks like in the playoffs. I mean, an, a team that is now potentially coming into the playoffs that I think would actually be an interesting matchup would be the Eagles because they use so much tight ends. And they're essentially like a college spread team in terms of like the run game. Like today they were running bash, which like chip Kelly did to like upset USC and like Marcus Mariota's freshman year, like just weird stuff that like, you basically only see college teams do. So I would worry about that a little bit. I think Tampa, I'm still worried about, um, I think Dallas, if their offensive line was healthy, I would worry about a little bit, but I'm pretty confident in this Packers team, at least, you know. It's currently
2: constructed, right?
1: Yeah, it's currently constructed, um, you know, being able to kind of go punch for punch with teams in the uh, NFC right now. Um, Vibe check, I guess I'll say, I mean, they did give up a ton of yards to very specific players, but I'll say like seven out of ten. Let's go seven out
3: of 10. Yeah.
2: I mean, again, getting getting hands on balls, a couple of turnovers. Um, I mentioned it on uh, when I subbed in for reporting as eligible last week with Paul that I thought that the pathway to the Packers winning this game had to involve, you know, mul- winning the turnover by battle by multiple plays, you know, winning that by at least plus two. And I think they were, I think that's what they ended up at was plus two. Um, they had a couple of weird special teams things in there too that we'll get to in a minute. So um, they can keep generating those, those splash plays. Um, and I, I know that's a high variance thing, but it's something they've been doing consistently over these last seven or eight weeks. So um, potentially getting those, those other guys back after the buy would only you know, add to that ability. And so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm going to go as high as an eight here.
1: Oh, eight, there we go. I like it. Uh, special teams. Uh, Mason had seven kicks. One of them was missed after it hit a crossbar on a field goal attempt. I don't think anyone's blaming the operation on that one. I think that was nope. the first one that it's like, yep, that's on Mason. Like the first one in a while where it's like, yeah. that's him.
2: The, the only other one was maybe the one last week that it seemed like he kind of pushed a little bit in the dome in Minnesota. Mm. Um, that one I think you could maybe put on him too. But it's it's so tough to to, to know exactly what the problem is when you've had those operation issues. And again, we didn't see anything there that, that looked like it was a problem as far as the timing or anything. But um, you know, Mo Mo's got to figure something out here. <laughs> like it's it's he on sure you does. as the coordinator to to figure out what the problem is. And I mean, I, I still don't think they make a change mid season with a guy like Mason. But I'd be shocked at this point if they don't make a change uh, before next season.
1: The other thing too, uh, Mo did make a change. It was on punt return yeah Amari Rogers falls down and I, I have a heart attack small heart attack and I'm like <laughs> oh my god he's gonna touch it it's gonna yep. be a live ball we're gonna lose this thing no he just lays on the ground perfectly fine they down it next play our next punt return Randall Cobb comes back in after basically not returning punts for two years which is like hey yep. hey Randall that's you know kind of what we've been wanting you to do mm-hmm. all season he muffs it he muffs <laughs> it nightmare just nightmare I don't know what you like. All right, we use the two guys who can return punts. Neither yeah. of them performed in this game. Yep. I don't know what you do. Just like tell them to move away from it. Like yo, Peter, stay away from the ball. Just let yeah. it get down, secure the ball.
2: Just, just don't even put somebody back on punt returns at this point, and just let it let it hit and and let them down at wherever it's gonna land.
1: Like my God, <sighs> awful. Um, Amari yep. was doing kickoff return with uh, Malik Taylor out. Malik Taylor, uh, another one of those guys. Out, he's missed the last two games with an abdomen injury. Um, I don't think that they, Moring did return a kickoff return, punt punt return wise. I don't think they. I think the only one that actually counted was the Randall Cobb muff. I believe that that's true. I think that's right. Uh, yep, yeah. that's that's it. And then Cobb obviously wasn't able to play second half, so he wasn't able to return them then. So, yep. it'll be interesting to see like what the plan at punt return is because now we don't even have clarity we don't even have clarity on who the guy is which was (laughs) we have less clarity than what we even came into the game with so goodness gracious special teams roller coaster continues for another week um you have your first big play for shamar john charles forced fumble on return yeah Yeah. so
2: the special teams giveth away and taketh away right so um at least there was a, a big play in coverage to, to hang our hat on. Um, I want to mention too, EQ had a couple of great plays in uh, as a gunner on the punt team. Um, one, I think he downed at the one yard line, another one that uh, I think it was a big tackle or, or something um, on one that ended up uh, there was an offsides call that gave the Packers a first down. So it didn't end up counting, but um, he was playing really well. I thought
1: on, on teams today. What's crazy. is So like EQ's dad, right. He seems very like helicopter daddy. Um, yep. He wouldn't let them play special teams in college, and like vocally was like, "Do not play special teams." EQ is great at special teams. Like this yeah. might be his, this might be his calling. <laughs> like he might be better at this than at wide. Re- I mean, he, he is a good blocking wide receiver. He's good for like the end around jet yep. stuff too. You can get the ball in his hand that way. Um, but like as a route runner, I don't necessarily see it. EQ might be like better as a special teamer than like even as like an offensive player. That's probably what's keeping him on the team at this point too.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't I didn't realize that about uh, about his dad. But did did he do that with all the kids? Like he did that with Amon Ra and uh, and Osiris at USC too.
1: Stamper. Dude, he 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 wouldn't let them stretch with the team. Good lord! Like he had like, like their own like pregame like pregame the whole oh, team going out there for stretches. They have their own regimen
2: because I, I I knew I know the story about my him baby with, boys you know, are too good for it. You yeah, Mister Mister Universe and everything. Like that's that's been beaten to death a little bit. But I didn't realize that uh, he was that involved on. Um, you know, in their preparations in, in on game days in college, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, L- little little nuts, little much for uh, a lot of people, which is probably yeah. why <laughs> Equanimeous was able to slip down to Green Bay. Um, yeah, Savage got laid out on on onside re- kick recovery. Uh, we already touched that. But well, three points inside the twenty um, out of five punt attempts. I thought he did a really good game. Like legitimately. I don't know, swung the game is probably too strong, but like influence the game, I think is fair. Um, yeah. As long as yeah, he gets the, the holding down Pro Bowl, I'm fine with it.
2: Yeah, for sure. The one other thing on special teams that got me was when they decided to, they, they brought the field goal team out on that first possession from the 37 yard line, yeah. um, took the timeout and then punted. Like if you're at the 37, if you're going to decide to punt, back it up five yards, That's take true. a delay of game anyway, yeah. save the timeout and and just give give Bo- boho a little extra room to work with to, to try to pin that thing deep because I think that that one ended up being like a 23 yard punt and, and downed at like the 15 or something like something like that it wasn't a wasn't a great kick um, he didn't pin them deep on that one but um, a couple other ones uh, I think in a 60 yarder the one that ended up you know, getting down to the one um, and yeah there were definitely a couple of those those instances where his leg definitely I, I agree it was an influence on the game if not a
1: Deciding factor. If you're the Rams, the Packers get a delay of game in that situation. They don't call a timeout. They get a delay of game. Do you even accept the penalty? You probably decline the penalty. So you, you spent yeah, that probably. timeout for nothing,
2: yeah right? Exactly. Uh, and that's my point.
1: That's yep. tough. I didn't even think about that. Really, I, yeah. my brain was just still. You <laughs> called the timeout to punt. Like that was yeah. my process. I didn't even think about like situationally like you could have just let that thing run out. Oh yep. man. That's a bummer. Um, special teams, again, the Amari thing, the field goal roller coaster—like it's not going away, man. Like this nope. needs to stop. I'm giving it zero until until it gets fixed. We need a week of them looking decent before I stop freaking out. Honestly, yeah, there's no other I'm, way to put it. I'm I'm at a I'm at
2: like a three and a half only because the coverage teams were solid today. Um, that's that's all we've got to to point to to as a positive on that side of the ball.
1: So tough. Uh, obviously, bye week coming up. I thought it was interesting. Aaron Andrews mentioned that Zadarius Smith and Jair Alexander could come back after the bye. That wasn't even, she didn't even bring that up in the context of David Bakhtiari. So I don't, it, they've kind of been weird um, about Zadarius really this whole offseason, like dating yeah. back to the summer. Like he hasn't talked to the media at all. Very odd. He commissioned the chain to be the yep. uh, captain chain after he was not named captain. <laughs> they did the whole thing where it seemed like he's not very happy about his uh, contract situation. Like there's a lot of things I think going on with the Darius Smith situation and they don't seem to want to let the public know about it at all. Jair, obviously he just returned back to practice. They have him, you know, on video doing ladder drills and stuff like that. So maybe they come back after a bye. I mean, I would be pretty yeah. surprised if Zadarius had back surgery. And he'd be back the first week of December. I mean, yeah,
2: that's what three seven. months off is uh, less than three months off. Maybe um, see, it seems like an awful short uh, recovery period for him. But um, yeah, here's, here's fingers crossed in, on John. I do still wonder, we mentioned it earlier, if, if he does play the slot when he comes back, because if you feel good about Stokes and Douglas on the boundary um, slot is where you need the upgrade. I think um, most of any
1: of the five positions in the secondary. Yeah, and I thought, you know, we talked about this in the summer, but like, I thought Darnell Savage would be another guy who could play that slot, but they seem to be really committed on him being that middle of the field, you know, zone player. Like, he's yep. just that single high post safety so that like Amos can rotate down into the box, or if they're in dime, they can uh, have Henry Black as like the second slot back and stuff like that. So I kind of get their line of thinking, but that just means that like, All right, if that's off the table, then like Jair is the clear answer. If you like, Mm -hmm. someone's gonna play in the slot, and we gotta stop him. Like Jair probably needs to be kicking in. Um, The other thing I wanted to talk about (laughs) before uh, we head out, Devontae said uh, he he's talking about Odell Beckham Jr. He says he said he needed a jersey after the game. I told him go get Cooper Cup's jersey since that's who you want to be with. (laughs) Goodness gracious,
2: I love it, Tay.
1: Devonte is hilarious. Devonte is a dog, man. Like he oh, yeah. is, he's gets after it. If Green Bay lets him go, he's going to remind Green Bay about it every single time they play. Yeah, That's like one of my biggest fears too. It's not even just like we don't have Devontae Adams anymore. It'll be Devontae Adams. Oh God. For this, certainly. certainly. It,
2: especially if he goes to another NFC team, a contending NFC team that, that the Packers end up playing on a regular basis. Like it's, it's
1: going to be brutal. <laughs> yeah oh my goodness all right um bye week bye yeah. week. so probably little injury news which is good injury news i would Definitely. say um maybe we get some uh, more information i mean based off of it does seem like fridays like fridays like injury news leaks now so like zadarius smith jair alexander maybe we'll get some clarity on those situations moving forward but yeah, I mean, ba- Bach will be Bach will be another
2: big question. Um, mm. You know, we'll see how that arthroscopic surgery, what that, you know, what that's able to do and maybe we'll get lucky and he'll be able to come back uh, after the bye for Chicago.
1: Hopefully everyone's healthy. The other thing too, is yeah. like Rogers, you know, still wasn't able to practice last week, um, did play in the game, said basically made it sound like, you know, surgery is an option, not having surgery is an option, but within the bra- the bucket of having surgery there's surgery that i can have during the bye week and not miss a game and then there's surgery that would you know put me out uh for the season so maybe he has you know a little procedure done uh over the next week i mean who knows um you know between the rogers thing and the stafford thing where it's like i thought we were supposed to have injury reports and like (laughs) we're supposed to know how players are hurt so that like people can gamble on this accurately and or not have shady uh shady guys shady sharks uh kind of you know influencing the gambling market but now it's like no there's quarterback injuries you know keep it to the vest it takes us two weeks in a wall street journal article uh to figure out that you know aaron Rodgers has a fractured pinky toe i
2: don't know this this whole saga has just i've i've lost so much pace and patience with it just okay fine it's a broken toe let's move on that's figure what I, that's
1: what i wrote on the like, site and then the day after <laughs> wall street journal is like yeah tovid and i'm like what did you guys listen to the thing? I listened to the thing. If I have to listen to McAfee for an hour every week, you guys can listen to McAfee do for an too. hour every yep. week. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, any uh, any parting shots? Do you want to uh, brag on your uh, Thanksgiving team that you uh, drafted? Oh,
2: yeah. We, uh, we did our annual Thanksgiving Day draft. Um, I got mac and cheese with a third pick, which was an absolute steal, in my opinion. So um, I was pretty stoked about that. But uh, yeah, if anybody hasn't checked it out yet, it's, it's still up at the blog. We'll, uh, I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to bump it for another day or two and, and keep it on the front page someplace. But um, I think my, my team is woefully uh, underperforming based on the voting in the poll. So get out there and give me some votes, guys. Give me some, give me some props for, for my picks because I think I, I did better than the voting is indicating.
1: I'm still a team with uh in terms yeah. of the beer selection. I think you should have been able to draft beer. I don't. I don't think that it should have had to be a bunch of different beers. Also, you guys are psychos for drafting a stout. That's a meal.
2: Oh man, that's a that, meal. That, that's that's absolutely that's for part Thanksgiving.
1: Of... You gotta yes. like no. You gotta go efficiency. No, there's <laughs> no way you can't have a stout at Thanksgiving. There's no way you're going in for a second plate. You're ruining your oh, chances.
2: I, I absolutely did on
1: Thursday, my man. Oh my goodness, <laughs> you ate better than I did somehow then. <laughs> I had three different turkey dinners, went to three different Thanksgiving somehow. It was, oh my God, it was a lot. Thankfully, I've, I've only got one
2: on, on Turkey day. So, um, we just sat down for, you know, for a nice big meal about three o'clock. So I was extremely hungry at that point. So that's why I had room for, for the stout for two plates of food, uh, come back for some pumpkin pie at about six and, and a, a vanilla milk stout at the end with my pumpkin pie. And I was in good shape. God bless you.
1: All right. Anything else uh, you want to plug before uh, we send them on their merry way?
2: I think we're going to start having to do the playoff picture this uh, this week. So we'll start working that one out and probably Mondays or Tuesdays, kind of giving you a look at um, where the Packers sit every week and what they need to happen in the coming week to kind of continue improving their their chances of the one seed. So keep an eye out for
1: that coming up. There we go. Playoff picture. Excited. Excited. Number one on five thirty eight. Number one on 538, hang the banner, hang the banner. It's
2: it's we're two days from December, man. It's it's time. Go pack, go. Go pack, go.
3: First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd
0: home, mom?
3: (laughs) No, you can't escape the to do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using method hair care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. Support for this show comes from
1: HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools
2: to keep track of.